Where are you? I screamed. I was in a panic as I ran through the abandoned farm. I can see the old farmhouse and hear the creaking shutters blowing in an almost imperceptible wind. I can notice all this, but I can't find her. She's not in the old house. Why wasn't she in the old house? I run across the hard-packed dirt to the decrepit old barn, but she isn't there either. Not in the house. Not in the barn. Oh, God. She must be in the field somewhere. I run into the empty field, heart racing, head looking left and right, and then left again. The short rows of dirt tilled more than a decade ago, stretching out to the horizon as far as I can see. But I can't see her. She has to be here. Please! As I scan the area, I run into a mound of dirt and trip. My arms and legs, tired from searching the grounds, let me hit the ground. Hard. Sprawled on the ground, I start to get up, and it hits me. Abandoned farm, and I tripped over freshly tilled earth. Fresh. Crouching down, I start frantically clawing with my hands, scooping handfuls of dirt. I hit something hard. Wood. Are you in there? I cry, pressing my ear to the wood, straining for proof, but knowing the truth. For no reason, I'm surprised when I hear a muffled cries. I found her. I start digging again, but realize it's taking too long. I can't come this far and fail when I'm so close. I'm almost there. Quick, looking around, I see a garden shed and sprint to it. Ripping the door open, I see a shovel, still caked in dirt, probably the same one that bastard buried her with. I grab it and run back, my previous fatigue forgotten. I started digging with purpose, taking loads of dirt and chips of wood with every shovelful. Soon, the wooden box is exposed. I toss the shovel and rip open the crate. The glaring sunlight floods her eyes as I see her again, after what seems like a lifetime. She stares back at me, not quite seen, with her eyes adjusting to the new light. Then, I can see her hands and ankles. They're bound. She's gagged. But alive. I sigh with relief. Thank God. I found her in time. She's going to be okay. I rest my hand against her face and wipe away some of the dirt and tears. With my other hand, I reach into my bag, pulling out my rag and chloroform and crouch down, placing it over her face. She struggles for a moment, but faints soon enough. I toss her over the shoulder. Ah, hell, my brother says as I walk back to the truck with a smirk. You found her. Yep, you almost had me, though. I laughed because this time was a lot tougher. He was getting better at this every day. Now it's your turn to find her. His smug look wiped off his face. He didn't know the clock had started already. Where'd you put her? I gestured to the creek area. Somewhere over there. Drowning's an issue, though, so you might want to hurry. <laughs> Jerk, he says, running off. I smile, watching him go. He really is getting good at this. Too bad this girl's only going to last a few more days. No matter. We can always get more. I love adult hide-and-seek. What the fuck, TJ? <laughs> that is... <laughs> <laughs> I was so invested in yeah. saving this person. Oh, you finally got her. Oh, but she's missing her <laughs> kidneys or something. Oh, Jesus no. Jesus Christ. Oh, the problem is she's still whole. Do you have a name for that story? No. What would you name no, it? No, so I, I I remembered something like this from a while ago. <laughs> I'm certain you can find versions on the internet if you wanted to find I don't want to Google anything related to this. Yeah. Homeland yeah. Security <laughs> might try to find it. But uh, I don't... I uh, no idea. Maybe uh, we'll call it... Uh, hide and seek. All right, so this is our Friday the 13th episode. A little bonus episode for you guys out there. You just heard TJ's, and that was quite the twist. That was oh, man, that, kind of crazy. That um, really was. 
So, Gio, you got a story for us, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to be doing a uh, story from Creepy Pasta. Before you get into that, how do you feel about Friday the 13th? Matt, I love it. You know, I I mean, how do you spend your Friday the 13th? I mean, if I'm being honest, it's normally me uh, filled with candles in a bathtub that's filled with uh, baked beans waiting for our Dark Lord to come and tickle my toes. What about you? Um, you know... This Friday the 13th, actually, I'm going to spend it with you. Ooh, not in that bathtub. <laughs> not in that bathtub. No, no. You're, you're fucking weird, man. I am. Um, but uh, we're going to have a bonfire beans. because... I want all those baked beans in my ears and in my belly button and in my toes. It is the first harvest full moon. So we're yeah. going to be um, having fun in that bonfire and, uh, you know, just... Hailing Satan and uh, Riff Raffin'. All right, uh, go ahead and hit us with that story, Gio. Yeah, so um, this story is called I Sat on the Bus by Isaac Cook. I sat on the bus on my way to school, listening to music and paying little to no attention to the other students. At one of the stops, my mind snapped back to reality. I looked towards the small house, Tommy's house, I thought. A hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. He's sick, I thought, paying no large amount of attention to the situation. The day flew by, and I watched the local news after school and what I had heard paralyzed me. Tommy's entire family was murdered that day by an unknown suspect. After hearing this news, I moved back up to my room and quietly fell asleep. The next day, I sat on the bus. We drove past Tommy's house and the bus driver, unaware of Tommy's family's fate, stopped at his home. As I was about to get up and explain to her what had happened, something caught my eye. A pale hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. I sat on the bus terrified wow fucking tommy tommy killed his family he fucking did it man that's what i'm saying man a little creepy little fucker fucking (laughs) killed his family you know it's one of those things we we don't like to point out in this podcast but it's something we have to right don't name your kid tommy that's a bad way to do it it's the same as damien oh yeah i mean well if you're gonna name your kid damien you know you got to discipline him really hard so he knows when someone says this is all for you and throws himself off a building, you can be like, no, it's not. <laughs> all right. So that was a story read by Gio from uh, Isaac Cook from Creepypasta. Next, we have a story up for you by Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey? Hey, guys. This is me. Yours truly, Kels for show. And, yeah, I'm about to tell you a couple of um, spooky, somewhat terrifying, some will say horrific tales that I've encountered in my life. Um, Once um, such incidents was when we were living on Fort Carson circa 2003. I'm a very lucid dreamer and um, aliens happen to be one of the things that scare me most in life. The fear of the unknown or the known that we know but we choose not to acknowledge. So one night, I just, for, for some reason, I just felt something watching me. And I turned over to move to get out of my bed first, but I couldn't. And I guess I was suffering for what you would like to call sleep paralysis. And as soon as I opened my eyes, there standing in front of my bed was a gray. And if you don't know what a gray is, it's the classic cliche alien uh, gray. <clears throat> Big eyes, bald head, slender frame. But this particular one was short and stocky. And I just stared at it. And it was like a shadowy figure. 
but from the moonlight coming through my blinds, I could see the gray and the reflection in his eyes was my <laughs> eyes looking back at his motherfucker. He and I'm was just you. thinking, <clears throat> probably so. We all are aliens. Damn. Like, for real. What if we are the aliens? I know, right? But I can't think like that because my paranoia would make me judge everyone if they were on some V men in black shit. And I would not be able to function. And side note, it was when um, the fifth, the fifth kind came out, or the fourth kind, um, the alien movie that was supposedly based on real footage oh, of with, aliens um, emerging. Uh, Richard Dreyfus and Mila Djokovic. Yeah, oh, fifth element? No, 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 no. She was in that one too. Oh, she was. Yes, she was. It's called the fourth kind. Look was it that up. With the owl? Yes. Was oh, okay. That? And they had the real footage versus the stage acting mm-hmm. footage. So my ass. We was high as shit at the boys Ross crib. <laughs> that trailer came on. <laughs> and then something happened that made me question reality. What was it? It was something fell, but I didn't know what caused it. So, but then I was thinking to myself, what if they want me to believe that occurred, but it really <laughs> no. didn't. And I'm just bugging now i'm starting to cry because like yo i don't did know did anyone react when you said yes they were all laughing their asses off like i would too i was like nigga shut the fuck up it's called gravity it's called gravity we've known <laughs> like, quite some time but no that's how internalized my fear of aliens is once i know that clearly isn't anything happening i like aliens and, and real true story after i saw the fourth kind in theaters i didn't sleep that whole night <laughs> I was going to get a little more graphic. Like, I tried to do a lot of things. You spanked it. No, 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 no. I spanked her. <laughs> I'm trying to be a gentleman. You beat, the, you beat the alien out of her, which... I tried to. It was like... Then I was like, nope. Still awake. Still awake. I, I didn't sleep until about even like 7.15 in the morning. So did you end up um, uh-huh. exchanging information with this gray, or was it just kind of like... Hell no. Like, as soon as I saw him, we had that eye-to-eye contact. I blinked, and that motherfucker was gone. <laughs> just like that Damn. but um also side note about aliens one time i saw these lights in the fountain area it was like three and they did like a zigzag motion mm-hmm. it was like out of there too fast too furious with it intergalactic but i was like all right man i know what i think that is that's some ufo shit that's some spooky shit but whatever i keep that internalized to myself <clears throat> That was talking to my homegirl Natalie, just chit chat. Yes, always. And um, I happened to mention something, and then she brought up how her dad had saw three lights no, in the sky the no, other no, day, no, zigzagging no. around. That's when you run, Kelsey. And I was like, hold up, what? <laughs> Hit rewind, put it down and flip it and reverse it. <laughs> Missy Elliot, that Missy that shit, yes. We might have to edit it out, but whatever, keep We're it fine. Keep it. All right, cool, whatever. Life's not perfect. <laughs> if it was, there would be no hot dogs. Yeah, if every hot dog or every pork <laughs> shop was perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. Hot dogs. Exactly. That's but, like a sugar quote. Exactly. And I'm sitting there like, I didn't even bring this shit up. And she told me what her dad saw and it's exactly no, no, shit no, 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 I no. saw. So I'm not, I'm not crazy in that sense. Unless and, you were both crazy, which I don't think well, you then, uh, Well, actually, I do think I'm actually crazy on some degree. But then again, I think we all are hey. in some way. So it's one of those... Like loops, like if you're crazy, we're all crazy. Then no one's crazy, but 
just keep it on a level where you're not walking down the street saying that to yourself. And I think you'll be fine. Out loud or in my I, mind. I, I, you, say, you can say anything in your mind. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'm trying to tell people. That's, I'm not even getting Thank that you. tangent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you have a second story for us? Yes. Quick, real quick. My homegirl, Katie, shouts out to Clover. She had a timeshare. Um that she has where her, no, her pops have a condo up in Winter Park, right? Mm-hmm. So we all going up there, you know, for the weekend, have a right, good time. Right. And then all the cars had to pull over because they were trying to say, like, there's a winter storm advisory, there's blizzard-type conditions coming down the mountains, so we got to shut down the whole road. We was like, word. But then she called the homie that she knew that was already up in the cabins. It was like, the fuck y'all talking about? <laughs> There's clear skies, man. No. What are you talking about? There was like, she's like, no, there's a advisory. You can't drive up because the snow is coming. It hits several places up there. You know, they got it all blocked off. You go to the weavers on the radio looking at the natural weather uh, services stuff on the so radio. It's just, uh. It said nothing. Like, well, they said you can't drive. The conditions are bad, yada, yada, yada. It was like, huh, that's crazy. And then they start laying all the cars through. And not one car had a f- snowflake on it, no moisture. See, How you telling me mm-hmm. that this, all this snow, this hell, this wind is pouring down up in this area, and it's not? Why would you do that? Okay. And then when we start, all right, then Ross came up. I start telling him what's going on. We like, yo, something ain't right, man. I know <laughs> it, man. Crashing. Well, they ain't telling us. Then we start seeing these government vehicles come down as so we driving up. They're blocking stuff off and I'm sitting up there. And the only thing I could think is either someone or something got loose. Cause there was no reason to make up this elaborate lie about these conditions keeping us off the road. That I see like government type vehicles right. riding around, people in orange suits and shit. It was hella sketch. Hella sketch. Damn, Kelsey. Well, thanks for sharing. Oh, I got one more. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is the reason I go. I don't go to the go camp road. This had to be um, shit. Damn, it had to be like 2004, my senior. Um, a boy, Dave. Me, and my homegirl, um, Precious, and her friend Celeste. From the book, Precious. Not the book. More like the book of my life book, kind of <laughs> sorta. Um, <laughs> so they actually convinced my black ass to go up to go camp road but i'm just like that's just a bad idea it's like my black car won't let me swipe through with this idea it's like goes against my prime instincts we don't fuck with the woods and shit there's too many things to get hung from it's just like in our dna or something it's like nah man fuck that shit but he's like all right cool whatever i haven't been once i'll go do you know the Go camp the three caves and yeah, all that right. shit. You gotta, you gotta then, talk to the kids in the first one, scold them in bullshit. the second one, and then the If you don't one, talk to the spirits, the they can't fuck with you. Leave ghosts alone. They just trying to chill, man. They don't <laughs> right. know why they're still here. Girls. But, um, yeah, man. So, you know, you get to the second one, you're supposed to get out the car and shit. Because the, the, the kids push, but you don't realize the mountains are uneven, so it just slowly descends. And all the fingerprints is from the dust and the oils when you're touching and all that shit. Because I watched some Ghostbuster, Mythbuster shit about <laughs> that shit. Ghostbusters or Mythbusters, those are two Either or. Is this is the third time Ghostbusters has come up today. Ghost myths. I'm not sure what that means. There's <laughs> <laughs> something strange in the neighborhood, and you're looking at them. <laughs> but no, so... I know I skipped to the say okay, but for we going up to the first one, I'm just like, man, I don't know, man, this is bullshit. Like, well, we're already here, so he parts like at you know the entrance to the first cave, 
and we're walking. And I'm just like, something just don't feel right. We don't have a good time. And I'm just like, I hear like a rustle, like some leaves, like something like that to that effect. And then they're just like, like, what are you looking at? Like, you didn't hear that? They're like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I heard something. Like, man, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Keep walking, keep walking. I hear something else. Like, some more, it's like, so like, I know I heard something. Like, y'all tell me I ain't heard that. Like, no, nah, man, whatever. Like, man, I'm telling you, man, my nigga shit since going off. <laughs> like, something ain't right. Like, I heard, I'm not fucking crazy. And I wasn't even smoking in high school, so I'm not just <laughs> sure. high as shit. Because if I was high as shit, I would never set foot up that motherfucker. I know better than that. But, um, so we get to the second cave. We kind of meet up with some more people, you know. We go through that bullshit. <clears throat> and then to get to the third cave, you know, you got to do some walking and a little bit of climbing. Right, right. And then we meet up with these, um, like, three white boys. So we go up there. We get to the third. And they decide to climb up on the third tunnel. And I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, fuck yeah, we're on the third. And it was like, then this you hear, like, these rocks hit these motherfuckers in the head. They're like, oh shit, bro, dude. Oh my god. Yes, they fell. And that's you know, all four of us looked at each other. I didn't even look. I was already halfway. I'm gone. I'm like, see, I knew it. My instincts like, get the fuck get out and get your black ass down this hill. So we running, running. <laughs> These hit a white dude like, oh shit, man, am I bleeding? We're like, oh, I'm not next. So we run, run. We run all the way back down to the car, get in the car. We start driving down Gold Camp, and next thing you know, this enormous mountain lion hops across the, the hood of the car as we're going at least 50 down this mountain. Just like, and then my homeboy just. We stop, we all look at each other, and I was just like, I told you. I told you I heard some shit up there. I heard some twigs snapping, branches breaking, stones stumbling. Like, I heard these things, and he was like, nah, you just being black and paranoid. Guess what? I was black <laughs> that, and right, too. Is that like Naked and Afraid? Do you get your own yes. TV show? No. No. Yes, <laughs> we don't. We should, but I was like, no. When your nigga moments go right, I told them like something didn't feel right. I knew something out there. So this whole time we was up on that mountain, we were being stalked by a fucking mountain lion, a big ass. Mountain lion. <laughs> and it, it's funny thing too is like we were going any faster, that motherfucker would went right through my windshield. You would have been dead. Yeah, I would have been dead. And we wouldn't be here doing this podcast. Exactly. Damn, Kelsey. Trust your instincts, man. If you know you shouldn't be doing this shit, don't do this shit. You got a ghost in your crib? Don't record that motherfucker. No, don't record it. Those movies never end well. And what you got to say to the ghost? Uh, hi. Um, that you gonna like? Are you paying rent or? I mean, I'm just curious what the utility. Rent is your is. soul, motherfucker. My soul. I, I would take your force, your firstborn. I'm sterile. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody's gonna get it, <laughs> and it's the thing too. Like at our work, like we have ghosts. We actually have legitimate ghosts because multiple times the bathroom seats in the ladies' restroom turns on by itself. <laughs> Things will yeah, it turn on like ghosts. I see shit. Well, people see shit fly off shelves. I haven't witnessed that at all, but I have seen just one light fixture just move back and forth with no AC, nothing. Just going back and forth. 
and then it's like this old timey ghost too that always stands in this corner and we all know what they look like. Cause I never explained what they look like. It was like, you tell me what it looks like. I'm not a liar. I don't yeah, have to. Right. I'm like, yep. That's it. Right there. Yep. See, be over there sometimes. You both yep. go in separate corners. You write down what it looks like. Then you come back and compare notes. But you know what's funny also? Nobody ha has ever seen like a black ghost. Like, it's is there, no, no, no. Is your privilege so high even in death? You like, no, I'm not leaving. I have unfinished business. <laughs> These slaves needs to be slaves again, cause they already always look like the dude that killed Abraham Lincoln. Right, and the black like, people you never see no ghosts with afros or bell bottoms. You don't see brown ghosts. I'd say you don't. Out, out of all the Indians, <laughs> you only see them on their like graves. But I'm like, out of all the Indians, you never seen an Indian ghost. You never got a, a spirit tomahawk chucked at your ass. No, they're all old white people. Like, damn, Karen, you still want to talk to the manager? Why is your dead ass still in this restaurant? Peace the fuck out. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> Shit you know, like these that. are the real issues, and this is why we do this show. This is to bring you the real questions that we want answered. So email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Kelsey, thank yes. you for the stories, man. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, and Gio, you have another story for us. So this one's called a statue. Um, it does not have a source. It was just written by Anonymous. And I'm going to go right into it. A few years ago, a mother and father decided they needed a break. So they wanted to head out for a night on the town. They called their most trusted babysitter. When the babysitter arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in their bed. So the babysitter just got, a, got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children. Later that night, the babysitter got bored and wanted to watch TV. But she couldn't watch it downstairs because they did not have cable downstairs. Parents really didn't want children watching too much garbage. Right, the late night TV, Stars uh, United or whatever, Skinamax. <laughs> so she called them and asked them if she could watch cable in the parents' room. Of course, the parents says it, said it was okay, but the babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the angel statue outside of the bedroom window with a blanket or cloth because it made her, made her really nervous. The phone line was silent for a moment, and the father who was talking to the babysitter at the time said, Take the children out. Get out of the house right now and we'll call the police. We don't own an angel statue. The police found both of the children and the babysitter slumped in pools of their own blood within three minutes of the call. No statue was found. I mean, did they even leave the babysitter with enough money to take out the kids somewhere nice? Or was I mean, they were like, asleep. I mean, so, he said take them yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, that or maybe like she a, took him out because, you know, like he said, take him out. Like she <laughs> slashed her throat hey, and know, then slashed her own. That is a good listener. And that's hard to find in a relationship these days. Uh, someone who's going to, you know, not only hear you. But uh, act on that, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, I guess we'll end it with a, a story that I have a little close to my heart. So this is a story a little close to my heart, and uh, it, it's a true story. So uh, if you watch scary things and you hear the based on a true story thing and that freaks you out too much, maybe stop right here. Otherwise, this story is called Trust. I was at work. Was it just like any other shift, uh, slowing down towards the end, just me and the computer scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Facebook, posting memes. White hot memes. White hot memes. I didn't think uh, too much of the night. 
How could I? I was so absorbed with social media that nothing else seemed to matter. I think I felt it before anything. It was uh, almost like a sixth sense. I can't quite explain it except there was something in my stomach that was wrong. Something, something evil. It was about 30 minutes to close before I realized this was, uh, this was where it all started. I trusted. I believed that I was the one in control, that I was the one who could make the situation or break the situation, and I would choose to make it. I would always choose to make it. Never would I falter, never would I fail. I would always make it to the goal before everything went wrong. I pulled up an empty piece of paper, wrote on it, closed early for personal reasons. I thought that would be enough. I believed that would be enough. I trusted that that would be enough. And I let out a fart. But that fart had baggage, like we all have baggage who brought it with it. And this was not an airline that allowed carry-ons. No, this one you had to check your bags. But my fart did not check the bags. My fart brought those through the gate without paying a fee, except I would pay that fee. For this was no mere fart. This was poo-poo. <laughs> I felt it in the back of my shorts and rushed, no, waddled to the bathroom. I had just gotten cleaned up and looked at myself in the mirror, full of shame, full of disappointment. How could I ever trust again? How could I ever believe that I was the one in control, that I would make it? It was about 15 minutes to close at that point, and I figured, what's the point in opening? I smell like shit. As I turned away from the door, I heard it. No. I put a sign up. I said we were closed early. I turn around and there was a fat man outside the door, staring at me angrily. We're closed. He shook his head. Sir, we're closed. I pantomimed at a watch that I wasn't wearing, all knowing that I still smelled like shit. He pointed at the hours, I pointed at the sign. We stared at each other, unblinking. God, I felt like I could shit again right there. He left, and I knew he would write a horrible Yelp review. And that would be worse than pooping myself at work. Yet I live with the shame of both. Never trust the fart. <laughs> Fuck! <sighs> and that was Daniel. Yeah, that was my story. <laughs> That fits his MO, you know, that definitely fits his MO. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, the chair at work might be ruined. It's, <coughs> oh my God. it's one of those things where I, I shouldn't Fuck, have done man. it. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you live, you learn, you wipe oh, yourself off. You, <laughs> you dunk your butt in some water and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you guys for listening. This was our bonus uh, Friday the 13th special mini size, bite size. Uh, super long convoluted uh, name for an episode episode uh, we don't have a song to leave you with we just hope you have a great night actually we do have a song to leave you with. Uh, Kelsey <laughs> here is going to <clears throat> spooky freestyle rap in his words so buckle up uh, get ready because uh, here he goes Kelsey Yo, here it goes, Crazy K all day, and this is a freestyle that's gonna be spooky. 
Ooh, the beat, the rhyme, it's off a bit, but here I go with some ghostly shit. Yeah, that means it moves right through you. It sounds like I'm rhyming. Wait, we gonna start this over. Uh, that was our spooky freestyle special. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey, for that time. Uh, we will see you guys on Wednesday with Wait, our new episode. <laughs> That's going to be all about anime and manga. So uh, check that out. Check us out on our Facebook. And uh, have a great Friday the 13th. Stay on Kenny, y'all. <laughs> Remember, there can only be one chum bucket. Hey, yo. Let your soul be the escapee. <laughs>